Ah. For those of you who are new here, pre-pandemic, this was the hot, this was the hot room. Amen. And <laughs> you didn't know when you were going to get out. <laughs> this was, I guess you called the young people's service where they'd just be running around. And so for those of you who you're new here and all our first-time guests, uh, this is not your grandfather's church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just want to let you know, as you get acclimated, this is, this is the church where you have uh, time to do what you want to do before the Lord. It's good to be back. Praise the name of the Lord. And um, thank you. Thank you. And uh, as you know, we reopened PT North. And man, that, it seems like people came out of the woodworks for that particular service. It was packed in the balcony. It was packed on the main floor. It was packed in the uh, lower sanctuary. It was, oh my goodness. And so, so now we have to repack this place. <laughs> Amen. And it's going, I tell you, it's going, to, it's going to be that way. And so we're just grateful to God for his goodness. We want to remind you again that Back to School Sunday is uh, on the 18th. We would, we actually do it, usually do it the second Sunday in September, but it's uh, September 11th that we really wanted to uh, honor that day. Um, we also want to remind you that on this Friday, we have uh, First Friday, which we really dedicate before the Lord in prayer and worship and just waiting before him and other churches join us. And it's going to be at PT North 77 Columbia Street. And we're really excited for uh, that. So let's get into the word right now. Um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, and 10. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, keep or guard your heart with all diligence, because out of it flows the spring or the issues of your life. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, and 10 says, but what does the scripture say? This is the Apostle Paul speaking or in his letter to the church located in Rome, Italy, back in the first century. He says, the word of the Lord is near you. It's in your mouth and the word is in your heart. Can you say heart? That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, can you say heart with me? Heart. With your heart, one believes and unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. 
John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. So this book in Romans chapter 10, it talks about how to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. And John chapter 7 talks about being filled with the same Holy Spirit that uh, allows you to be saved. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his heart, or the King James Version says, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But this Jesus spoke concerning the Holy Spirit, whom he whom those who believe in Jesus would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not given yet because Jesus wasn't yet glorified. That is, Jesus was not uh, crucified, nor was he risen from the dead. I want to talk to you uh, this morning on the subject core values. Uh, core values. Father, I pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit and power that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Greene, but in the power of God. And I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened according to Ephesians chapter 1. In Jesus' name, amen. So we, are, you know, we have reopened uh, our other campus, PT North, which is on 77 Columbia Street. That's nine o'clock and this service is at, as you know, 11.30. And though we are reopening uh, PT North, we're not simply reopening PT North, but you need to understand we're in a new season and a new era in the history of this church. We're, we're in something new and fresh and exciting is happening at this moment and we need to be aware of what God is doing. And so one of the things we want to do is to remind us as to who we are and why we're here. Uh, we know that, or those of you who may not realize, of course you heard it, especially if your first time guest, you heard it in our welcome song, our mission for our church, that is the reason why we're here, is to restore broken lives. Now, uh, well, the, 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 the full a mission statement of our church is that we exist, we re-exist re to restore lives broken by the consequences of sin. The consequences of sin may be uh, as a result of your own uh, uh, detrimental actions. It may be because of someone else's uh, actions with regards to how it affected you, but we uh, exist to restore lives broken by the consequences of sin to the place where these same broken lives bring glory and honor to God. So that's what, that's our mission. And then our vision, meaning that what will a broken life that's restored looks like? Well, we say that our goal, our vision, is to add spice to people's lives. So when you go to our website, you'll see ptspice.org or any of our emails. We have ptspice, Pentecostal Tabernacle, spice.org. And what does that mean? That means if a broken life is restored, the vision meaning what will happen if a broken life is restored, that person will be growing spiritually, they will be growing physically, 
meaning that there will be, you know, you, you need to keep good, uh, good health of your body. Amen? Amen. I saw a few people, and I was like, ooh, you've been looking pretty. You, you look like you've really been working out and, and, and losing weight and getting, getting uh, fit. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and also 2 Corinthians chapter 6 that our bodies is the temple of God. Are you following me so far? One of the reasons why you got to be in shape is just so that you can praise God the way he wants to be praised. I know some of you, you're like, you know, you started out, yes, we worship. And next thing you know, we worship. Yeah, you keep, you keep going on. No, no, you, you need to be in fit, shape. Damn. Thank you. Tell, tell somebody next to you, you need to be in shape. Yeah, I, yeah. sounds like you didn't want to say that. <laughs> Lay off of them Twinkies in the name of Jesus. <laughs> All right, you got Labor Day to do one more you know, binge, and then you got to get into, you keep your physical body in shape. Eat right. Mmm. Mmm. Drink right. I mean, I like water. Drink right. <laughs> like, take care of your body. And then you need to be growing intellectually. I, I'm amazed at, no, as Pentecostals, we can't leave our brains at the door. <laughs> like, like, let's, let's, Let's think, let's read books, let's educate ourselves. Again, we want to grow intellectually, we want to go characteristically, meaning we have to have good character. You'll find godly character in Galatians chapter 5, verses 21 and 22, where he says, the characteristics of the Holy Spirit is love, joy. You shouldn't be, you, an oxymoron is a grumpy Christian. You know what the word Christian means? It, it literally means full of Christ. You can't be full of Christ and be grumpy. Well, you know, I'm serious for the Lord. No, you're just grumpy. You're just miserable. Mm. Turn your name and say, he's not talking about you, though. He's not talking about you. Like, like joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. Be nice. Be kind. Hallelujah. Be kind. Self-control. John Maxwell said it this way. Actually, it wasn't John Maxwell. It was Dale Carnegie. He said it this way. He said, uh, charisma, that is gifting, will get you into the door of opportunities, but only character will keep you there. What does that mean? That means, you know, you may be talented, you may be gifted, and people will hire you, people will be like, bravo, but if your character stinks, you'll soon get kicked out of the door of opportunity or the room of opportunity. So we want you to grow in character, and of course, we also want you to grow economically, that is, financially. It takes money to run the kingdom, folks. All of this stuff you see here, Jesus did not pay it all. He did, but he did it through you and did it through others. And so we want people to grow and, and, and enjoy the spice life. Because as I see here, many of you, you're either uh, from down south or the Caribbean or you're Italian or, or 
or uh, African, and you, you know, you, you like your food with a little spice in it. Can you say amen? Some of you like a lot of spice, but... Mm. <laughs> oh, oh this is, now you say, oh, you're preaching now. And so my point is, is that we want to have you, we want to give, we want, our vision is to make sure that you have the spice life. That, that you have the life that says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But there's something that we don't talk about, and as I said, as we're reopening as a church, as we are, uh, are expanding the influence that God uh, wants us to have in, in the world, uh, we have to keep in mind, and it's something that I haven't spoken about in a long time, and that is the core values of our church. What makes Pentecostal Tabernacle Pentecostal Tabernacle? And hopefully a little bit later I'll share that I really believe that every family should have core values. Now, you have core values. Some of you, especially if you're from a home that's, uh, that's, that's non-American, and you have core values uh, that, that, are, that are not written down, but are, but are known. For example, you, you have a core value of not to suck your teeth when your parent, your, when your mother makes a request of you. Some of you all want to say, oh, okay, okay, okay. Don't, don't, what do you mean suck your teeth? Like, make up your bed. Some of you call it chips and chips in. Some of you call it sucking your teeth. But the point is, is that that, you, that is a core value if you want to live. There's some mothers here looking at their child like, don't even think about it. I will. I will pop you in the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I'm going to embarrass my mother, but that's okay. Um, I was a teenager. And you know, when you're a teenager, you think, you, you think you're a grown man. And so my mother asked me to do something, and I sucked my teeth and right in front of her face. And unfortunately, I was not smart enough, first time guess, to be outside of her reach. And, and many of the, some of you are like, and you're still alive? Yes, um, I'm alive because there's more. And, and, and so, um, as I sucked my teeth, my, <laughs> it, my mother did the matrix before the matrix was in existence. She said, don't you ever watch. And I was like, I am 63 years old now. My mother's going to be 86, and I still have, that was 50 years ago, and I have not done that since, at least not within reach. <laughs> but there's core values that we have that aren't written, but we have core values in our church that are written. Number one, 
We call it the seven Ps. And first of all, uh, Susan M. Uh, Heffield, she's a co-owner of TechSmith Corporation, and she describes core values as this, and I really like, she says, core values are the traits and qualities that represent an individual's, meaning that you should have core values for your own life, and an organization, Pentecostal Tabernacle. Uh, it, it, it represents, number one, our highest priorities, number two, our deeply held beliefs, and number three, our fundamental driving forces. That is, these are the forces that, that drive us to do what we do. They are, core values are the heart of what you and your organization stands for in the world. Your core values. My daughter and, and uh, Kathiana, they just went in Mexico and had a wonderful time. And what's my point? My point is, is that we shouldn't be seeing things on Instagram in Mexico that they wouldn't be doing here. It's quiet in here. And so my point is that our core values should, should travel with us. Our core values should travel with us. Lady Kam and I did, were doing a lot of ministry before the pandemic in Romania, and we, we carried core values to, to Romania. We, we didn't act any differently. So I want to talk about the core values of Pentecostal Tabernacle. That, that, that travel with us. The word core value or core, it comes from a Latin word, the, the etymology of the word core, it comes from a Latin word, C-O-R, core, and it means heart or it means belly. And that's why Jesus in, in uh, John chapter 7, verse 38, he said, out of your belly, he meant out of your heart, so flow rivers of living water. And the word uh, value is from a Latin word, valeo, which means strong. So when you have, watch this, when you have a valid point, that means you have a strong point. But this word valeo, it also means uh, in good health, to, uh, to succeed, to be effective, to be capable. So PT's seven P's or PT's seven core values keep PT strong. Our core values keep this church in good health. My wife prays every time we pray together, almost every time we pray together, my wife prays, Lord, keep Pentecostal Tabernacle a healthy church. Because not all churches are healthy. I'll say that again. Not all churches are healthy. Churches can mess folks up. And so we want to make sure, and as you've seen, I don't need to repeat to you all the stuff that's going on on the news when it comes to churches and pastors. Church, our values should keep our church healthy and in good health. Our values make our church successful. And yes, God wants us to be successful. I said God wants us to be successful. When they were going into the promised land, the places that God promised his people, he says to Joshua, all right, to make sure that you're successful, he says it in Joshua chapter 1, before they cross over the Jordan and take on Jericho and, and destroy Jericho, he says to Joshua, this book of the law, meaning the Bible, or the scriptures, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night to make sure you observe to do all that is written therein. Notice he says, 
And if you do what's in the book, in the Bible, then you will make your way prosperous. God is like, that's your responsibility. And he also says, and you will have, watch this, good success. God wants you to be successful. You don't believe it, so repeat after me. God, God wants me wants to be successful. Now, it, we're not talking about being rich. We're not talking about being wealthy. We're talking about being successful. Stephen Covey, in his book, Seven Habits of the Highly Effective People, he says the problem sometimes is that people climb the ladder of success only to find that the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. Hmm. You climb the ladder of success for money and finances, but you lose your marriage and your children. What does a profit a man to what? Gain the whole world and lose his own soul. You, we have to look at success as, God, how do you look at success? Let me keep going here. So what are the things that, again, uh, make PT successful? Number one, we are, we call it the seven Ps, and I'll just give them to you all at once and then I'll go back over them. The seven Ps are prayer, precepts, which is the word of God, Praise, don't worry, we'll go back over them. Partnership, meaning that I am my brother's keeper. Presence, meaning that we, one of our value, core values is to be a presence in the community. Like people ought to know that this church exists. Professionalism, meaning that we need to be professional in all that we do. We can't be trifling when it comes to the things of God. The, the, the definition of church should not be sloppiness. Let me pause right there. Let me pause right there. How many of you have been to churches where church starts whenever it starts? Anybody? Yeah. And, and this, so we have a sign outside that says church starts at 1130. It doesn't say church starts at 11.30 when everybody gets here. One of the first things of professionalism is to be on time. Mm. I said one of the important things. Look, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. There is no such thing as CP time. Colored people time, black people time, Caribbean time, African time. You know, there's, there's only time. Mm, mm, mm. Can I preach? Can I preach? How many of y'all have taken the plane? Have you, have you ever, come on, take a, some of you all to get to this country, you took the plane. And you just say, oh, excuse, excuse me, I'm from Barbados, and you know, I'm from the Caribbean, and you know, uh, our, our clocks just say, no, no, no. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> I, I've never heard a, the, 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 I've never heard the pilots, excuse me, you know, uh, such and such is from a certain country and they have a different, no, if you're not there, you will be left. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand and ask how many have been left before. But the point is, we got to be professional. And then finally, what makes us different from just a regular company? We operate by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me get to these things quickly. Prayer. 
The reason why prayer is a core value is because out of all the words that Jesus used to describe the church or the house of God, he says, in fact, he's, Jesus said it, not only Jesus said it, but God said it in Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. He said, my house shall be called of all nations a house of prayer. Jesus picked that up in Matthew chapter 21, verse 13. He said, my house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. God wants his house, the house of prayer. Prayer should be valuable. Prayer should be uh, uh, a marker, a core value of this church. I remember as our church was growing about, oh, I'll say, my goodness, maybe about six, no, seven, eight years ago, and I met a, a, a new pastor and took him out to lunch and brought him to the other church, PT South, PT North, and, and he was new to town, but obviously he heard of our church. So we're sitting in the balcony, and we're looking down, and he says, so tell me, what makes PT so successful? And I say, we pray. He said, okay, yeah, 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 but tell me, what makes you successful? I said, we pray. No, no, okay, okay, I get it, but, but tell me the secret sauce. I said, we pray. Like, I'm not changing, that's my story, I'm not changing it. We pray. Here's the question I want to ask you. Yes, this church is a house of prayer. Is your home the house of prayer? Is your dorm room a house of prayer? Let's get any deeper. The Bible says your body is the house, the temple of the living God. Is your house the house of prayer? The other thing we believe in, our core value, is called the precepts. Precepts. Now, precepts is a word that you're not familiar with, but in the King James Version, it refers to precepts as the commandments of the Lord, the mandates of the Lord. Um, uh, and so in Psalm 119, which is the longest chapter in the Bible, those of you know that, uh, it's all about the word of God. For example, the scripture, thy word have I hid in my heart that I not, might not sin against thee, Psalm 119, verse 11. And there's so many scriptures. Now, Psalm 119, verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is important. So there's this word precepts that's used in the King James Version 21 times, and it, and it speaks of the commands and the mandates of the Lord. So, so, for example, Psalm 119, verse 4 says, you have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. In other words, we should be diligent about keeping the word of the Lord. You're not going to hear me preaching up here about Instagram and things I've saw on YouTube and Time Magazine and whatever website. Uh, and I'll, I'll mention those things, but the, the foundation of my preaching needs to be the word of God. Psalm 11 verse 3 says, if the foundations be destroyed, what will the righteous do? Praise is another, <laughs> it, it, it's another core value of our church. If you like peaceful, tranquil worship, th this is not the place for you. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just simply saying that this is a church that believes in praising God with all of our might. 
We, we believe in praising God. The Bible says in Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. When you come into this church, you ought to be coming with a praise on your lips and a praise in your heart, ready to, to praise God with all your might. Why do we praise God? Because Psalm 22 verse 3 said, God inhabits the praises of his people. You want God to show up? Praise him. It, it is, praise is like perfume. God is, <sighs> where's the sacrifice of praise? Could it be that God is not showing up at your home is because there's no praise coming from your house? It's interesting, at the end, he ends Psalms as the largest book in the scripture in Psalms 115, sorry, Psalms 150, verse 6. The writer says, let everything that has breath, you have breath? Well, everything that has breath, even if you have bad breath, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Meaning that if you're breathing, you ought to be praising the Lord. If you're breathing, you ought to be praising the Lord. If you're breathing, you ought to be praising the Lord. We worship God because of who he is. We praise him because of what he's done. God is a good God. Amen. Core value. Partnership. Partnership. We believe in partnership, meaning that I am my brother or sister's keeper. We have small groups. If you've been coming here any, even a small amount of time, somebody ought to miss you. We're determined that somebody will miss you. We're, we want to make sure that, see, Jesus said this in John chapter 13, verse uh, 34 and 35. Uh, he says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also have loved love one another. And he says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples is when you sing wonderful worship songs. Is when you are able to quote scriptures. No. The, the way you say flowery prayers. Eternal and our most gracious Father. The, fa the God of the universe. The God, uh, hey, hey, you got to keep in there. The God of Abraham, Isaac, hey, and Jacob. No, 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 no. You will know, the world will know that you are my disciples when you have love one. And then it's not, a, we say for another, it's not four, it's two. What do you mean? I can say, hey, I have a cloth for you, meaning that come up here and get it. Or I have a love to you, meaning that I'm going to go and give it to you. I'm going to search you out. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God went, God went searching for you. And so when we see that people are missing, we will call them or text them. How are you doing? We, we believe in partnership. That's why when you join this church, we don't call you a church member. We call you a church partner. You're part of us. Mm. Professionalism. 
Oh, well, let me stop right there. Uh, presence, rather. We believe in being a presence in the community. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before the world that they may see your God works and give glory to God. I want you to show you a video of, it's only a 30-second video, of what we mean by uh, being a presence in the community. Like the community should know. This is uh, our cookout to open, reopen PT North. And... You know, we had a cookout and we were meeting people. I don't know if it was frozen and whatnot, but anyway, they'll get there. But the point is, is that we hadn't been in that neighborhood for almost three years. And what was good is that people who were in the neighborhood, they said, we miss you. We miss you. We believe in being a presence in the community. Let me ask you something. Do people believe in your being a presence in your class? A presence on your job? Let me ask you something. When you leave the job, does everybody say, ding dong, the witch is dead? <laughs> Are you missed? Do people say, wow, I wish you were still here when you revisit? Or do they sing, as my father-in-law used to sing, hate to see you go? Hate to see you go. Hope to God you never come back. <laughs> Hate to see you go. Like, I, I want people to miss me. I want to live a life where I'm missed. But you can't be missed if you ain't doing anything where you are. And too many of us have destination disease. What's destination disease? John Maxwell, uh, a leadership guru back in the early 90s, he said people with destination, destination disease basically says, when I get to this, then I'll do that. If I get my degree, then I will. If I get more money, then I will. What are you doing with what you have right now? Well, all I have is a smile. Then smile. Lord knows you can smile to those people who were depending on the orange line. I mean, anybody can grumble like, how about you being different? How about you walking on that bus and saying, hey, how you doing, everybody? They may want to hit you, but you keep the consistent value of smiling. People want to be around you. Come on, folks. How many of you know miserable people that you're like, mm, I'm, I can do bad all by myself? Mm, I, some of you are like, I'm not going to raise my hand because that person sitting next to me. But my point is, is that we need to be a presence. We want to be a presence in this city. I remember when we were looking for a new building, because we were doing three services in, in, in PT North, and God blessed us with this. But I remember we were, I was talking to the mayor, and I said, you know, we're looking for a new uh, building. First words out of her mouth was, uh, um, first words out of her mouth was, you're not moving out of Cambridge, are you? And I said, no. I said, just okay, good. That lets me know we were a presence in the community. Dr. E.B. Hill, 
Dr. Evie Hill, he's no longer alive, but you can Google him. He, he preached this famous sermon that really stirred me when I was uh, in, in my 30s. I heard it and I said, I'm going to hold on to this. He preached a sermon called The Church That Matters. And he said these, he asked this question, he said, if your church closes and nobody even knows about it, then your church doesn't matter. I want our church to matter. And so we're in the schools right across the street, the Amigo School. We're in the high schools. We're, we're in the police station. We're at City Hall. We're doing things to make sure that people understand that Jesus is alive and kicking in Cambridge. Being a presence. I'm almost done here. Being professional. Mm. Daniel chapter 5, verse 12, and Daniel chapter 6, verse 3 talks about Daniel having an excellent spirit. We ought to be professional. I'm going to put her on blast here so uh, she can be mad at me later. But uh, Sister Tiffany Hope, she used to be in charge of our women's uh, retreat. And I remember she was saying, Bishop, I want to go big. I mean, I want our women's retreat to be like kabam. Like, I don't want no, you know, I don't want to just have Bible study tea time. So we had, we had all sorts of stuff. You have to look at our, our website. I guess we still have it. But, but my point is that, no, we were, where did you take the woman? I was mad because I wasn't a woman. Uh, huh? See that? Martha's Vineyard. Like, like we, didn't have, we didn't have a retreat at PT South. Hey, folks, we're going to design the, 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 the fellowship hall like you're in Barbados. And you can, no, no, the woman went to Martha's Vineyard. And I remember driving my wife there, and I was like, wow. <laughs> I was about to pull the bishop rank. Like, I'm the bishop. I ought to be here. But I did not. But the point is, is that why is it that when it comes to church, why is it when it comes to Pentecostal church, why is it sometimes when it comes to us of a certain color, the expectation is low when it comes to professionalism? Turn to your name and say, neighbor, that is not going to be this church. Let me just start off with the most basic thing in a, in a, in a church, in a church, most basic thing. If you're going to get on this stage to sing worship songs, you don't have to be a graduate of Berkeley College of Music, but you're going to be auditioned. There will be no surprises on this stage. Can I, can I please? There's, there's no, well, he, she, they have a good heart. A good heart doesn't mean a good voice. And you may have the gift to sing, but we may not have the gifts to listen. Mmm. Mmm. I need to get an amen for the praise team anyways. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, 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 the, the, and there may be another gift for you. And that's all right. That's all right. Some of you are great administrators. And, well, I can sing. Your singing is not going to help us organize. 
Because it's obvious you can sing, but it's obvious that there's something else going on in your life. Oh, Jesus. So the point is to be professional. Be professional. Give your best for Jesus. Your best. Your bestest for Jesus. Amen. Mm, mm. We have order in this church. Some of you, like you first time guests and those of you, you kind of walk in and say, praise the Lord, but there are people here since like 7 o'clock. Get like, like these cameras and lights, they don't just come on by themselves. And, and again, organization does not mean, professionalism doesn't mean, Holy Spirit, we don't need you. What it means is that the Holy Spirit wants to work through your professionalism to make it. God is a God of excellence. You know why? Because he made you. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know what? I'm a wonder. Now, they may be wondering about you, but you are a wonder. Amazing. You got eyes to see and ears to hear and a nose that can discern between sweet bread and pone. And, I mean, you, it's amazing what the things... I uh, got some people hungry. Uh, but the point is, is that you are wonderfully made. Let me close with this. We believe in operating on the power of the Holy Spirit. And you'll be hearing me more talk about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Brother Troy uh, Van Boris did an amazing job speaking about the Holy Spirit. He didn't even know I was going to do a series on it, so I know God is moving. Wasn't that a wonderful word? It was right here. <laughs> Funny story, uh, short story, but I text Brother Troy and his wife, Elisa, and I said, uh, your, your husband, no, Troy, you, you preached an excellent word. And Elisa texted me back and said, Bishop, I was just hoping that that fan would not be so powerful that it blew somebody's wig off. <laughs> I was cracking up, although some people, when the fan went on, they were like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. <laughs> oh, you all are so serious. But we believe in operating the power of the Holy Spirit. Three things I want to close with here, and that is, um, as we move into this new season, we want this to, I want you to constantly pray about three things for this church. We want to be a house of encounters with the Holy Spirit. We want to be a, a house that has a heart for worship. And I'm not meaning hallelujah, worship, I mean the word worship really means to put God in a position of worth. Wherever we go, we, we, we value God. John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24 says, the hour has come and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth for the Father. God is looking for worshipers. They that worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. And finally, we want to be a church that has a hunger for God's word. The Bible says, uh, in Job 23, verse 12, Job says, I've esteemed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. And Jesus said in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, man shall not live by bread alone, 
but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. As, as I close out in prayer, I want to also say that we as a Green family, we, we have our own core values as a Green family. And we use the acronym GREEN with E at the end to remind us of our core values. G, we as, as a Green family, we, we exist to, get, to glorify God. That's, that's our G. R is relationships are very important. E is help us, Jesus, exercise. The other E is uh, education. We believe in, in educating ourselves, reading and going to school and do whatever we can to continue to, to grow in, in our knowledge. N is for no debt. And by the grace of God, we were able to help our daughters to, uh, to a place, uh, especially through the pandemic, where uh, they have no college loans, they have no automobile loans, they are debt-free. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As I said in the early service, uh, when the Lord blesses them with a husband, that husband ought to kiss me and say, thank you for giving me a wife who is debt-free. Yes, Lord. And then I always, and then the other E is we believe in expressive love. Not just love you, but expressive love. A note, a hug, uh, something, acts of service, something that lets people know that they are loved. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Could you just lift your hands for a moment and praise God for his goodness? Thank you, Father. We praise you. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I want to encourage you to uh, begin to invite people to church that they could grow spiritually. One of the things about an apple is that if you eat the apple to the core, the one thing that's in the core are seeds. And what I pray is that when people get to the core of Pentecostal Tabernacle, that they will experience the seeds that will call, cause a great harvest in their lives, great fruit, great results in their lives as they, as they value for their own core prayer and the precepts and praise, and being a presence, being a partner, being professional, you know, operating under the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that we're back to two services. Thank you, Lord, that we're now a presence in two different communities in Cambridge. Only you could do this, Lord. Thank you for bringing people out there, especially on a vacation, on, on this holiday weekend, to be bringing so many people out at the first service and second service, and people online. We thank you for it. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, just want to do one more thing before we bless you and dismiss you. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, uh, this Jesus, he wants to 
the seven values that we talked about, Jesus wants to do into your life. He wants, he wants to be present in your life. He, he, wants to, he wants to be your partner through life. But he, the beauty of Jesus is that he's not going to do it without an invitation. So does every head is bowed and every eyes closed. You may be here and say, hey, Bishop, could you include me in this final prayer? I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus because I really feel that I was born with a purpose and only Jesus knows that purpose and I want to fulfill that purpose. We're not going to ask you to come up, but we want to recognize who we're praying for. As heads are bowed and eyes closed. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, could you lift your hand high and I'll include you in this final prayer. I want to make sure we don't miss anybody. I see that hand. Any others? Any others? Lift your hand high. I want to make sure. So join me in this prayer. We want to make sure that um, nobody feels self-conscious praying this by, them, by themselves. If you're online, we want you to say these words. And when you say these words, you can reread Romans chapter 10. You, Jesus will come into your heart and do life with you. Repeat after me. Dear Lord, I come to you this afternoon and I realize that I'm a sinner. And all that means is Jesus does not live in my life. But Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross of Calvary for my sin and that you rose from the dead. And now that you're alive, I am asking you, come into my heart and make me a child of God. Jesus, thank you for hearing that prayer. And right now I know I'm a child of God. That's all it is. You said, well, don't I have to do something else? No. Read again Romans chapter 10. Another part of the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you raised your hand, or even if you didn't raise your hand, but you said that prayer and God heard that prayer, go to one of the welcome folks uh, team uh, and then make sure that you get a Bible, you get some uh, information, or they'll point you in the right direction to make sure that you, uh, we help you grow in your walk with God. And those of you who are online, uh, just... Uh, Email PT, mail at ptspice.org or put something in the chat line. And again, we will make sure that you uh, get that information. Well, God bless you. Those of you who are first-time guests, we don't say a closing prayer. We give a closing blessing. And so we're going to ask you to put out your hands. And I wanna, um, I'm going I'm to give you a new closing bless, blessing that I, I, I was reading. And it's called The Common Prayer uh, by uh, a gentleman by the name of... Sh Shane uh, Claiborne, and it really blessed me. It's a, it's a, it's a lit, liturgical prayer, but I turned into a blessing, and so I'm going to bless you with this, and then um, we're, we're concluding. So it says this, May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ go with you this week wherever he sends you. May the Holy Spirit guide you through the wilderness where life is out of your control. May God protect you through any storm of life you encounter this week. May the Holy Spirit bring you home with rejoicing at the wonders he's shown you this week.
And finally, may the Holy Spirit bring you back here with rejoicing through our doors. Be blessed. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.